would like to begin by acknowledging the Wajak people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are meeting today. And we pay our respects to their elders past and present and emerging. Welcome. I'm Beth Murphy, Head of Learning Diversity at Mazenod College. This podcast explores NAIDOC's 2021's theme of Heal Country, which calls for all of us to continue to seek greater protections for our lands, our waters, our sacred sites and our cultural heritage from exploitation, desecration and destruction. NAIDOC 2021 invites the nation to embrace First Nations cultural knowledge and understanding of country as part of Australia's national heritage. And what better way to do that than through the eyes, experiences and voice of our Aboriginal Mazenod students. Enjoy. Welcome to episode eight um, of Welcome to My Country. Today in the studio for the second time, and we can talk about that in a little bit, we have Stephen Mid, one of our year 12 Mazenod Aboriginal students. So welcome, Stephen. Yeah, thank you, miss. Uh, so I had to break the news to Stephen that uh, the podcast that we recorded last week um, we'd had a bit of a technological mishap and, and was actually not recorded. So I've brought Stephen back down to the studio today to recreate um, the magic that was episode one. So thanks for working with me again, Stephen, uh, no because um, it was pretty tragic when I had to tell you, you did have a bit of a giggle uh, at me. So Stephen, tell us about where you're from. I'm from up north. Uh, I'm from, uh, I was born in Derby. Grew up in two places, which is Luma, just outside of Derby, and then also Beagle Bay, which is just not far out of Broome. Right. And um, and you, when you go home, where do you go home to at the moment, uh, though? At the moment, uh, Broome. Yep, up to Broome. Yep. And um, I made some discoveries throughout the week. I, I made the assumption, and I don't know why, that you were an only child, Stephen, and that is very far from the case. Do you yeah. want to explain what, what your family tree looks a bit like? Oh, uh, on my family tree, well, for my full blood brothers, I have two. One's named Stalin, he's the youngest, and the middle-aged one is Felix. Oh. He's in, he's the same year as um, Kiefer and Lars. Okay, so year nine. Yep, yeah. and <clears throat> from my dad, I have also stepbrothers, so yeah. I have about like, I would say, about like 12 brothers and sisters all together. So my only child assumption is very, very um, far removed and, and incorrect. So yeah. tell us, Stephen, um, you came to Mazenod in year nine. Ye and, a, yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah, and I met you um, towards the end of year nine when I, became, when I came to Mazenod and I became a Hass teacher. Uh, we had lots of fun in that Hass class, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and so throughout, as you've progressed through into senior school, um, what have you seen your role as uh, role as in um, leading your leading the Aboriginal boys down in boarding? What do you do? Uh, just to well, if they need help, I would always go there, check on them, help them out, but like always tell them that it's like it's the best way to get an education is to just keep trying and like to pass every test and not to like give up. So just keep fighting. Yeah, and so and we and we see that in the way you've approached your own studies, probably more recently in year twelve, with that desire to to return home with your secondary graduation uh, from Mazenod. So, Stephen, in terms of um, NADOC, the the motto that they were using for twenty twenty one was heal country. What does being on country mean to you? What does being back home mean to you? 
I love it. You love it? I love, why I lo do you love it? Oh, well, the reason why I love it is being back home is because you get to hang out with families, mm. friends, and then also go out fishing and hunting, and that's the main sports I like to do back up home. Okay. I love fishing. You love fishing. Yep. So what's your, and now I am not an avid fisherwoman. Yep. What do you love catching? I, I like catching turtles. Oh, now this is very interesting to me. How does one catch a turtle? Uh, well, <clears throat> well, first, th there would be like, I would say, three on a boat. Mm -hmm. uh, one's the driver, one's the one that's jumping in, so he holds a spear, and, and also he has a harpoon, so he attaches the harpoons to the spear, but also the spear and the harpoon would have their like, own rope okay. attached to it. And then, yeah, pretty much, and then as he jumps in for it, hits it, uh, he goes into like dives for it, pulls it up, and mm -hmm. then all the other. I think I think the, the one of them on the boat would like help him yep, pull, it, pull up, it up. And yeah, and then also my other um, uh, best best whatever to catch yeah. is crab. Yep. Barramundi. Yep. Goanna, turkey, and emu. Wow. So. Um, you obviously do this regularly, like that's that's a thing that you love to do. Yep. And so when you catch like all this, this massive feast, um, d is that a sharing kind of thing? Do you all get together and, and use it as, as, a, as a gathering? Yes, we do. Yeah? Yeah. Now, how does one cook turtle? How do we cook turtle? Yeah, how do you cook turtle? I mean, I'm sure, I'm assuming you're not eating it raw. Nah, no, we eat it raw. You eat it no, raw? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's this? Um, so, uh, after you like kill it, mm -hmm. you guts it out mm -hmm. and everything. <clears throat> well, so when you like, um, let's say, you take the shell off. Okay. As you take the shell off, there would be like some meat in the shell. Mm -hmm. And then so you can cook that, put that on the fire, eat what's left on that. And then after you like, um, let's say, open the shell, there would be like all the meats there. And so you can just like, get the meat and then just fry it up on a frying pan or whatever. Wow. And um, when we talked about turtles before, because this does absolutely fascinate me, um, you were telling me what, what colour is all this stuff that you're eating? Uh, also the, the, the fat, I really like the fat and the fat is green. Yeah, and that really blows my mind. Yeah. That blows my mind. And is there anything that you can tell our listeners about how turtle, is there anything we can correlate or relate the taste of turtle to? The, mm. I know I asked you if it tastes like chicken and you laughed at me and you were like, no, miss, it's turtle. <laughs> um, I or would does it say, have quite a specific taste? I reckon it just has its own taste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, pro I, which proves challenging. Yeah. All right. And so... Um, that's so fascinating. I have to, I get hooked on that. That's, that's really cool. So I know um, you go home during the breaks from, from school and when you come back, um, you're obviously the weather and the climate really throws you. I have seen you wearing like five pairs of pants, seven jumpers, boots because of, of that challenge. But what are some of the other challenges that, that you face when, when being so far off country and, and being um, away from family? Uh. Well, since I'm a border, I would say not enough freedom. Yes. Okay. Why? What? What does that? What does that mean to you? Uh, well, you don't go out much. Mm -hmm. uh, you're pretty much. Let's just say when I'm back home, every day, I would like go out and do things. But mm -hmm. that's what like you can't do that at boarding because back home 
like after school, I would like probably go out with friends or sometimes go fishing until like come back like really late. Yeah. And then, but here we'd like do studies and stuff, and that's something that we can't do down here that we do back home. Yeah, and that's really challenging. And Stephen, I've always admired your ability to compartmentalise, like to be able to go, this is what I do at home, and then this is what I do at boarding, and, and be able to, to be okay in that realm. Um, are there any other big challenges that, that you find? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. That's the big one that really resonates yeah. with you. As you, and we are now in, we're talking about weeks left of your time at Mazenod, yep. which brings me great joy for you, but brings me great sadness because you're you're a pretty um, amazing guy to hang around with. You you certainly bring joy to the people around you. Um, what do you see as as being your kind of legacy here at Mazenod? What what do you want to leave behind? What do you want the message to be to perhaps other boarders? That <coughs> that um, well, first off, we're to leave something behind as a memory of us, me, Keegan, and Aaron since we're year 12. Mm -hmm. We are making a painting, an art painting in form. No, not in form, but in art class. Mm -hmm. It's about like, let's just say, so we're, we're coming up with a design and we're adding our totems in it. Wow, and what, what can you elaborate on these totems? This uh, is well, super cool. I, I can't remember what they are, but I'm pretty sure Aaron is a barramundi. Okay. I'm an eel. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the rest. And so these totems, what, what do they, I, can, you ed, can you educate me about what, what these mean? Well, I'll try explaining yeah, to you the absolutely. best I can. Um, so the totem is like, let's just say, before your, before your birth, mm -hmm. um, the fish that either your dad or your mum kills, and then you are born, and let's just say if you if you hook up a fish in his in his mouth, mm -hmm. and then you are born, you would have that hook right there. So okay. that's your birthmark. Okay. Mine's an eel. My dad uh, hit me like when I was like the dreaming mm -hmm. animal. Um, in the back of my ear, so I have two lumps here. Yeah. And so I'm an eel. So. Wow, so Stephen, yeah. that is just that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So this piece of art has your totems in it, and I know. Um, that you're working collaboratively, what what will then happen with the piece of art? Uh, we're going to present it to the school. Fantastic. Yeah. And we can hang that with great pride yep. uh, in our college um, for, for all to see. And that's for the um, college. And then for another gift just for boarding, we made a didgeridoo. We wow. painted that up and then we also used that at one of the assemblies just to play the didgeridoo. Wow. Um, and I, that you kind of have segued in, into where I was going because the Stevie that um, graced our, our shores here in um, year nine is not the Stephen that sits before me today. So um, I did, uh, Stephen spends a lot of his time smiling and, and laughing and finding the, the joy That's in life. True. Very true, isn't it? And yeah. like I said before, a pleasure to be around. But you've really become quite confident in sharing your story and sharing um, your world and your country with the, with the rest of the college. So that comes in forms like um, a few weeks ago when you played the didgeridoo with Aaron and, um, 
Aaron Haji Ali for a thousand people at school, yep. which I'm pretty sure that you were pretty nervous about, I but was. you were amazing. But since I heard that um, Aaron was doing it, now Aaron Trust, and then he was like, he asked me if I want to do it, and I was like, I don't know, but I was like, well, if you do it, I'll do it. And then since he was doing it, I was like, all right, I'll do it. Which is just amazing because it <clears throat> is, you know, it is just such a talent, but um, who taught you how to play the didgeridoo? Oh, <clears throat> well, we pretty much practice out of, let's say, vacuum cleaners pipes. Okay. But then after that, when I was living out in a small place called Jalbadenga, mm -hmm. it's just not far from Lumas, like I would say 20 minutes drive out. And while well, my other grandfather, uh, he used to make didgeridoos, um, even though you, um, so he made didgeridoos, um, made it all hollowed, uh, d done the color what he wanted to do, done the design on it, and then he also makes uh, boomerangs. Wow. Now, Stephen, I, I think I asked Keegan this, but or maybe it was Aaron. Can you throw a boomerang and make it come back? Yes, but yeah. you're just going to have to um, make the, uh, what's this, the shape of it, like the, how can I say it? it it's a... Uh, when you make a boomerang, yep. there's this particular shape that you have to carve on it okay. just to make it um, have come that back. Come yeah. back. Because I'm pretty sure I can throw a boomerang, but I cannot <laughs> get it to return to me. So before you leave, I am going to have to try and find a boomerang that you can throw to show me this because I just it's just amazing. Um, and you bring all this down here and you're so willing to share it. Like I actually, uh, when we first talked about the podcast and whether you would um, come down to the studio, you were quite hesitant, but with with the popularity of the podcast and with everybody getting on board with its nomination for the Quality Education, Catholic Education Awards, you've happily come twice yep. now, now to, <laughs> to record this. Stephen, there are challenges with education um, coming from a remote community down um, into to our area in Les Murdy. Um, but you bring so many amazing qualities with you. Can you talk to us about the languages, languages? That, that you speak? Because I'm always mind blown when you start listing them off to us. All right, so the first one that my language group, like my own language group is Mangala. Mangala? Yeah, and then well, also English, so mm -hmm. there's two. And then I could, I could understand a few more, which is Njigana, Wormajari, and... Yeah, that's about it. So, oh, and Nunyul. Nunyul. Yeah. Okay. And so you speak fluently? In English. In English and? and not so bad on Mangala. On Mangala. But I understand, I understand how, because my mum always speaks it to me, so I understand what she's saying, but like sometimes I, I have a tight tongue, so I can't like, you know. Can't get yeah, your tongue around. But I understand, around. I understand. Great. Okay. Um, so... They, they're just amazing talents that, that you have. So are you excited about leaving? Are you excited about finishing your time here at Mazanon? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Getting back home and, and um, making those great connections. And, and when you're back home, um, what do you love doing like work-wise? You've talked to me about some of the cool things that you do um, up as, on the stations. Yeah. yeah? So, do you want to um, chat with us about that? So... Here we go. <laughs> Jarbudenga. Yep. Which is the one that I explained, just not far of Luma. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was out there, I was like going out to the station with my brother. 
And then uh, we always used to do fencing. Mm -hmm. uh, fix that up. Uh, and then we used to go out to a couple of generators that, that needs refueling. Mm -hmm. And then we, there's Aquinas mm -hmm. that comes down, I think, every... I'm not too sure. I think it's every year or every two years. Mm -hmm. And then when they come down, and they come down like as a big group. So and then when they come down, we take them out uh, fishing. Mm -hmm. But before we take them out fishing, we um, saddle up the camels, take them on the camels, and then two of them around the hills, and then make them climb this big hill. And then after we climb that big hill, we climb back down, and then we go to this near uh, this rock hole that we always go swimming in. And it's a pretty good rock hole to it go swimming. Sounds amazing, and if I'm coming up your way, then you're certainly going to be saddling up my camel for me to take me take me out for a ride. So, the the way you explain it to me is is you know what we have here at Mazanod is just mile is very far apart. Your worlds are very far apart um, from being at home. What um, in if you were going to talk to us about how it is down in boarding. Uh, yeah. With your younger, younger Aboriginal um, boarders, yeah. what's your role there? How, how, how do you how do you because you're actually a lot of those boys' uncle, yeah, aren't you? Oh, uh, let's just say all of them. All of theirs yeah, uncle, pretty much. And so you're like their elder, yeah. And so that's pretty cool. They must have some some pretty cool benefits that go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? How does that play out down in the boarding house? Um, Why is it, your your mob is obviously very important to you down there. Yeah. What does it give to you and what do you give to them? Uh, well, they give to me. They just give me, I reckon, I reckon, but since I was here first mm -hmm. out of everyone, they give me like a good company that I could always go to and like, you know, just chill out with them and I'm glad they're here. And then me giving them something back is just, I would say, happiness, joy, because I always make them smile and like, they're always hanging out with me. And then they, we're just always laughing. Yes, and I will attest to that. So um, that is something. So if we're going to finish up on um, the last question that I always ask all the guests. So what's something that our listeners might not know about you? Might not know about me that uh, back home, I drive. Well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming back down into the studio and sharing your world and your perspective on both Mazanod and back home in Broome and Jalabadanga and Luma and Derby and the list goes on for, for, where, for where country is for you. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Miss.